0: I'm Chelsea Grayson. Welcome to another episode of What's Your Water. My guest today is Cinqua Walls. He's currently starring in the leading role as Don Cornelius in BET's American Soul. He is also currently starring opposite the queen, Angela Bassett, in Otherhood on Netflix. He was in uh, 1217, 1527 to Paris. 1517. 1517 to Mm -hmm. Paris, I always mess that up, which was directed by Clint Eastwood. He was famously Sean on Power, so he worked with 50 Cent, we're going to get into that a little bit. He was in Friday Night Lights, a whole bunch of other stuff. He's the quintessential working yeoman's actor.
1: Hey, I take that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy (laughs) to be here. Happy to be working enough to be here.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I kind of want to get into that first so everyone can hear it. because. Um, you don't even yet have a manager, you That's have an right. agent, so That's you really right. don't have sort of like that traditional team surrounding you. Yeah. How did you get into acting? Why did you get into acting? What was your big break? Kind of lead me down that path.
1: So I got into acting because number one, it was always my biggest passion. i grew grown up as a kid. I played sports. Everyone in my neighborhood played sports. You grow up playing at the YMCA, AAU ball and everything like that. I had a passion always for drama since I was 11 years old. I watched movies as a kid. I would recite the lines and I always just had a, you know, a joy for it. But your friends are doing sports. So I was doing sports (laughs) and I was doing all that. Eventually I studied theater in high school. And also when I got to college, I was, I had it more as an emphasis and I studied it even more. Um, And that's where I really doubled down on my love for it. Um, I did everything that everyone should and should not do to get a career started. My first job, how I got my SAG card was uh, being Taft heartly, saying that I owned a car that I didn't have because they (laughs) needed to have a real Honda driver driving a Honda Accord. And my girlfriend at the time owned a Honda Accord. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is my car. So I showed up to the audition and said- Oh,
0: that's so funny. Yeah, I
1: did everything I could to kind of break in. I was able to to book some jobs in college. They gave me enough funds to move to LA and really pursue it completely. Um, And then I just hit the trails. You know, I did workshops. I did uh, acting classes. I did everything I could. Like, my story, thankfully, is one of those ones that has been steadily progressing. So I tell people, if you do the work, everything else will follow. Um, I had a manager for a lot of years prior to my career really taking shape. It was actually when I decided to go manager lists, and I had such a great relationship with my agent who I, who I love so dearly. I won't say her name because she literally said, don't say her name. In <laughs> but I will eventually. Um, we just have a good rapport and she's someone who gets me and someone supportive. So I always say to any artist, whether it's an actor, whether it's a musician, whether it truly is someone who paints or, or photographer or whatever, you need to have your advocates, you need to have your allies. And I'm so grateful that the team that I have now, they're my advocates, they're my allies, they're people that believe in what I'm about. Yeah. They allow me to be me away from work and then challenge me to be my best self when I'm doing the work. Um, otherhood being uh, one of my greatest opportunities thus far to work opposite Angela Bassett, Patricia Arquette, Felicity Huffman, Cindy Trupat, Kathy Shulman. everybody's like a, won an award, an Great. Emmy, a Golden Globe, or an Oscar. And I remember my agent before I left to go film the movie saying, um, "You make, you got to make sure you were focused on everything because you got, you, you got to show up to play with these ladies." And then um, when I got there, she called me, I think the day before or the day of the first day of shooting, to say, "Hey." I was like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm just making sure you're prepared. Remember, these are heavy hitters. I'm coming. I hope you're not messing around." And I was like, no, "No, no, I'm ready. I got you. I got you. I got you." So she's like, "All right, cool. That's my pep talk. I'll talk to you later."
2: Here's the mother hen. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she good. she looks
1: out, man. She looks out, um, and uh, I'm really grateful for her.
0: But so, okay, but you didn't just get from a Honda commercial to just you're being directed by Clint Eastwood. No. So, you know.
1: (laughs) No. So, I mean. If only it was that easy.
0: (laughs) Right? and Because, it's not. I mean, you really are. I mean, I don't want to overuse the phrase, but working actors in Hollywood, there is a teeny little percentage of you guys. You are paying your mortgage with your acting. Yes. Yes. That's insane. Yes. So, I mean. What was the kind of first big thing that you got into that really got you noticed that sort of opened the floodgates for you? Ooh,
1: okay. Open the floodgates. I'll say this. Um, and, I, and that's why I say always do your best and always give your best because you never know who's, who's watching. Um, and my, that's something my mom always passed down to me when I was growing up. What opened the floodgates for me was a job I didn't get. It was an audition where I auditioned, I auditioned, I auditioned. They ended up going a different direction with the character, um, but the decision makers the producers and the executives in the room liked me enough they liked what i did they liked how i came in they liked how i was prepared they you know they received my work really well even though i wasn't necessarily what they wanted for the role so from there they started making calls for me you know calling other people letting people know that my work was out there letting people know that i existed letting people know the kind of professional i was um, the kind of person i was Um, And then from there, you know, my agent was able to use that to call other people to say, if you don't know him, call this person and they'll, you know, say whatever. And then if, you know, if you're curious about if you should hire him or not, if you're on the fence, call this person and they'll, you know, co-sign him as well. So it was actually a job I didn't get. Yeah. Um, And and before that point, it was years of, I mean, I laugh at how extensive my resume is. (laughs) Because I don't realize how long it is. It's so
0: long. Your Wikipedia, by the way. Oh my cool God. that you have a Wikipedia. I
1: no, know, I know. That's when you know you made it. Uh,
0: for real. <laughs> you got the Wiki
1: and it's real. Yeah. You know you made it.
0: <laughs> but it's like, I was going through it. I was like, oh my God. Oh, he was in that? Oh, he was there. I,
1: I forget. Like someone even said to me, they're like, I worked with you a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, what What did we work on? And I was like, forgive me. Like, I was like, what did we work on? And they said, uh, Pair of Kings. And I was like, oh my God, Pair of Kings. On the Disney Channel. They're like, yeah, I was like, oh, Oh, I forgot they even did that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, that was a while ago. Wow,
0: that's cool. Like, yeah. slightly douchey, but cool. No, but it was, and they, we both laughed at it. They are like,
1: like, you're trying to forget it. I was, like, I, I was like, no, please, I'll say it. I was like, I genuinely was like, what year was that? Because I, I just, you know, would always walk into every audition, giving my best. And I, as we get into the interview more, we'll yeah. talk about the balance of life. Because yeah. I think... For me, auditioning was my life, and still a part of it is, is, life is auditioning, but if I had an audition, my day was done. Monday, you got an audition Tuesday, Monday shot, mm-hmm. Tuesday shot, Wednesday, if I don't get another audition, then I'll actually live my life again. So I would yeah. go into these spaces of, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta focus, yeah. it's, it's, you know, life or death, sink or swim, put yeah. it all on the, no, leave it all on the court, and, um, you know, I'd book some, and I'd book some, and I remember I, when I first moved to LA, I, uh, I booked my first 3 jobs and then I didn't book my next 6 jobs and I thought my agent was going to drop me. I was like I suck now they're going to they're going to drop me because I and they were like we didn't expect you to book your first three.
0: Right. I was gonna say, <laughs> who even booked three? We their thought you were
1: gonna book one out of like your first fifty, yeah. maybe.
0: There's like people out there who probably are gonna hate listening to this because <laughs> you just moved to LA and you just booked your first three gigs, okay, no big deal.
1: Like I said, people were received it well. I actually booked a job because they needed a basketball player. And, then, and one of the things in the audition was to jump up and grab a rebound. And I jumped up and grabbed the rebound so hard and came down. You know, you bash, yeah. throw your elbows. I put a hole in the wall. And they're like, okay, okay, that's enough.
0: That's commitment to the role. And I was like, well,
1: <laughs> they're not going to hire me or they know I know how to actually grab a rebound.
0: But they hired you for that.
1: They ended up hiring me for the job. Because
0: you play basketball, actually. You I do play sports. basketball
1: now for fun, and I did yes. play it, you know, when I had those those uh, delusions of going to the NBA years ago. I the,
0: mean, you're 6'2", so that would have been...
1: You know, it's I
0: would have
1: needed to be a lot faster. Yeah, and <laughs> and jump a lot higher. You know, you look at um, Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose yeah. and those guys. Nah,
0: they're giants. They're
1: giants, and, they're, and their their athleticism that. is. Uncanny.
0: It's crazy. They're,
1: they're mutants. Like, they were born to do it.
0: And that's really hard work running up and down a basketball court. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah.
1: My knees just, will tell you that right now.
0: Here's the extent of my sports ability. So, we'll have to stop. Well, you were an athlete, right. too, though. <laughs> well, I danced. That's
1: athletic. Yeah. I mean,
0: I work out every day, but yeah. that's not, I don't know what that is. But. <laughs> um but what's your i just really want to quickly go into it just for people out there that are watching that are interested what's your you say so it's like a three-day block of time when you're Mm -hmm, going into mm -hmm, audition mm -hmm. i mean i know what i would probably do if i were you but what's your thing so like monday are you going over lines and working out hard or like what are you doing on monday so that's
1: the balance like that's what i used to do and i found that to actually not be the most mentally advantageous um because i would psych myself out i'd I'd be so on a pendulum of like highs and lows highs and lows you never have life you know you have your friends and your family and the people that support you they're so important to this whole process too. I like I don't I hope people don't lose the fact that as you strive for your goals like, your community is so important because yeah. they share in those victories with you. Yeah. You know, they share in the losses and the wins like you, you know, my my um my grandmother gets more excited for anything that I do than I do sometimes cuz she's on. like I get to see the progressions. Yeah. And so to not take time to go to dinner because I'm like how oh, I got to study this audition. Yeah. So I learned to really compartmentalize my time and be efficient in that time. Where it's like, you know, from, if I got an audition and it is tomorrow, I'll say from six to eight, phones off, you know, note, whatever I need, music, whatever, that's my kind of meditative time, just lock in and focus. Mm. Whatever I do within six to eight, I'm gonna hammer it home and then I'll give myself from maybe like eight to 10, dinner with somebody, hang out, you know, whatever. And then from 10 to maybe 12, study a little bit more. Just be efficient, but allow myself to have breaks because I realize the healthy balance of that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, if I get an audition that's on a Wednesday and it's Monday, Tuesday, I'm breathing easy. Really? I'm going to the gym. My, my cheat code, I highlight all my lines. Um, I'll get on the elliptical for an hour. Yeah. And I'll just rehearse my lines while also getting cardio. So, two yeah, birds, great. one stone. Yeah. And then I'll, you know, I'll record my voice, and then I'll get in the car and drive if I have to go to the beach or wherever I'm going. And I'll just keep going over my lines. Yeah. So, I'm just two birds, one stone. By the time I'm done with my day, I can relax. Yeah. I can watch, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, have people over for like taco nights. Okay. It's easy.
0: I'm the, I think I'm the one person on the face of the planet who's never seen Game of Thrones. I've actually
1: only seen one season.
0: Oh, an oh, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That, I just so got you're into it. Up. I just got into it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Because you, you don't want to be like one of the cool, cool kids that's not cool because everyone else is talking about it and you don't know.
0: I don't have that fomo, but I'm kind of older, so like I just don't have it. But I'm still stuck on Breaking Bad. I just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch.
1: That. My opinion: greater show.
0: Greatest show ever, right? Greatest show. Okay, good. Now now that we have that settled. (laughs) Um, So let's go back a little bit because we've talked a little bit about you moving back to Los Angeles and kind of how important your community is and everything. But you were born in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. At some point you moved to Los Angeles. Talk to me about how old you were when you moved. Where, mm-hmm. did you, where did you come to in Los Angeles? Where did you come up? Where's Crenshaw District. Crenshaw District.
1: Oh, Crenshaw. Let's shout out. You know what I mean? Crenshaw 60s is where I grew up. Um, and a lot of great people grew up on the same neighborhood, in the same neighborhood on the same block with me and end up becoming very successful. Um, a lot of us are really proud of everybody that I grew up with. Um, and a lot, the whole community. I think that you know, it's one of those communities, high and low, that anybody that comes from that neighborhood has a lot of pride. Um, Obviously like most notably to me right now, Nipsey Hussle is one of those people that you see that really put the entire environment on his back and really spoke about what he experienced and had a lot of pride in um, articulating what it meant to be from that environment. And obviously like you get those opportunities as a young basketball player to change those environments quickly. Um, Sports is a bridge, you know, it brings you into, it brought me into very affluent neighborhoods um, as well, it brought me, it gave me the opportunity to travel at a young age, um, but my heart and my pride always goes back to that environment, to that neighborhood, and because I have family that still lives over there, uh, my dad still lives in the same house uh, that's cool. that I grew up in, and um, yeah, that's 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 me.
0: So, but you and you actually grew up with Nipsey, right? I
1: did. Yeah, we were yeah. neighbors.
0: I saw a cool picture of you guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. We lived, we lived uh, about. A do- we lived next door to each other, like one house was in the middle of us, yeah. but me, him and all of our friends all lived on the same block. So it was about six of us that, uh, that ran up and down the street causing havoc, uh, <laughs> trying, to, you know, trying to sell anything we could to make, <laughs> to make, you know, cutting grass or whatever it was yeah. to, uh, to make some money.
0: But it's so cool how you guys were both obviously into your art and your yeah, craft yeah. and you both and I'm sure other kids from that same block too. It feels yeah. like sort of that area really was just kind of bred people who went out into the world and uh,
1: the community. their you know, That's the thing that I think that, you know, when they say it takes a village um, not just to raise one kid, but to raise many kids. Um, I, my hat goes off to all the parents that lived on 60th Street. Um, that raised all of us because we had a community and a family where everyone was supportive of all of us. I mean, we spent the night over everybody, over all of each other's houses and um, collectively from all the houses down, all my friends are doing something that I am so proud of them for. And yeah. every time like I would actually run into Nipsey, we would talk, whether it was in LA, whether it was in New York or other cities, and we say how we, you know, obviously seeing how we were progressing in a, in a notable sense, but to see how all of our other friends were progressing, and how proud of them we were because Everybody's doing something. Everyone yeah. has college degrees. Everyone has started their own businesses. Everyone is you know becoming um, successful in many different industries, and I think that's a testament to the community that we were surrounded by yeah is everyone just being so supportive of wanting us to succeed yeah. um, and I'm really proud of that. and I always say that in any interview is that obviously for he and I, the success that comes with visibility, but for everyone else that the success that comes with actually being successful human beings, yeah I'm, I'm so much more proud of them.
0: yeah, yeah, just surviving yeah. Yeah. as a success anyways yeah. coming from the neighborhood, you know. But but then thriving in that way. Yes. The things he talked about in terms of land ownership yes. and yes. not just spending it all on the
1: chain. And the yeah. funny thing about it was between him and his brother, they talked about that when we were kids. Really? You know, that they were the ones that I think I would say they educated me on the mindset of thinking outside the box. This is conversation, and I I don't know whether it came from, you know, their mom, it came from their dad, or just their, their internal family. They were talking about that when we were playing Sega Genesis, mm. you know, 12, 13. Those are the conversations they were having then about land ownership, about diversifying your portfolio, about having stocks and assets. And you're thinking like, yeah, bro, I'm just trying to get a Benz, <laughs> I'm just trying to get a Benz, man. And this is like, nah, bro, you got to do this, this, and this. So I remember those conversations. And when I was, you know, as he progressed into a successful rapper and I'd hear his lyrics, for me, I was like, that's so crazy. The things that you talk about then become your voice that allows you to progress as you go forward, because he yes. was always talking about that and yeah. Sam was always talking about that.
0: Day one, you listen to Day everything one. before Victory Lap, yes, yes. all the old stuff, and he yes. that was like the running theme, even before he really was as successful as he ultimately got, yes. and who knows what, I mean, Yes. the supernova status he could have even achieved beyond, you know. And everything. I think
1: he's still going to get there, which I think is really cool, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those things that, as people become more aware of his music and his message, uh, no matter the time that we had with him on Earth coming to an end, it does not mean that his, his image and his legacy will ever yeah. you know, dissipate. Um, yeah. And I think there's enough people that he had as allies in the industry that believed in his message and believed in him as a man and an artist that I think they'll continue that message going forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's been yeah. really nice to see some of the people that have come out with albums afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like Meek, or, or I mean, um, Rick Ross. Just Rick came
1: Ross, out Meek, Meek YG, YG, like, I mean, Jay Z. Like, you know, everybody has spoken, has a- albums speaking about him and won't let and him be And having him on the track, too, yes, you know, yes. which is so
0: cool that he recorded. He was obviously so prolific yes. right up until the end, just yes. continuing to record stuff. Yes. Which is so interesting. And he was already on the
1: verge of that. Like, that's what was so interesting. It was. Um, he had one of the, the one of the last times we got together was this time last year, and he was telling me about what he was what was happening yeah. in his career, what was about to take off, and you know the deal with Puma and all these things. And I was like, What? Like we were in New York like, in Soho, and I was like, yeah,
0: You're about to bust out.
2: This is crazy, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh man, you about to pop off. I was like, That's so great. You know, because uh, it just makes me happy. You know, that that's the thing is, I know there's so many people at different stages where they went to high school with him, and middle school with him, and elementary school with him. Or live in the block with them, like I did, who are proud of him. Yeah. You know, and proud of, of, of his message, his family, and had their hearts go out. So I, to see that love for me was just special. Yeah. And then to just be able to like, you know, it makes you proud, it makes, it's almost like it's your victory. Like yeah. I, at the end of the day, like I said, my grandmother, and her support for me, for me in the same way, is like, that's my victory. Like I can see my boy up there doing this thing. Yeah. And I'm like, man. That's and nowhere in your heart do you go, like, oh, what am I not doing? You go, oh wow. Right.
0: It's good for him. Oh my
1: gosh, you just you get so excited because there was so something
0: hyped. even. I mean, when he was still alive, like yeah. it was almost like not that he was predicting things, but I mean, he walked with, yeah. and spoke with a particular gravitas yes. that a lot of other people didn't. Yes, he, you could tell he was doing things. There wasn't really there was no spite. There was no there was kind of none of that. He was really just doing it out of the generosity of his right. heart. And so he was walking and moving like that, yeah. almost expecting that he was setting up a legacy for himself. Yeah, early. I you think, know? I
1: mean, just being, being aware of being tapped into humanity, and I think that, you know, when you listen to what he said, when you listen to, like, his mom speak, and you listen to his grandmother speak, um, you realize that that was, the, that was the voice that internally was going on in their family. And I think, what a powerful message to pass on, to yeah. be so spiritually tapped in.
2: Yeah.
1: Because um, not a lot of people do that. No. Um, Kudos and so, to so,
0: family for raising him like that. For the sure. The strength
1: that they gave the whole family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean to me, his uh, specifically his mom who, who was like a mom to me at times and you know,
2: yeah.
1: uh, punished me at times for you know <laughs> being hard headed.
0: Uh, that's good, right? Yeah. I mean, that's she was. <laughs>
1: she was no joke, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> her strength to me is just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember times she, oof, Angelique knows she's.
0: But it was good for him. It was good for you, it was great for him, obviously. (laughs) I mean, I just it's so exhausting and so difficult and you just it's so hard to make all the right choices when you're a parent. And for to see it have happened so beautifully and perfectly and spectacularly in that particular family. Yes. And for them to we went to the memorial service at the Stable Center, for her to speak so selflessly about that, or for other people to talk about what that house was like exactly like you are, it was just it's really moving to be able to see inside that process. And yeah, take cues from it. Yeah. I'm happy
1: for them, man. I know, obviously, yeah. as a family, like they're going through the, you know, the progression that comes with losing someone you love so much, like anybody does. And the way that they carried that moment, and the way they've carried so many moments, and you know, the, their ability to band together,
2: yeah,
1: and and support each other, I think is even further is a testament to what they have as strength. You know, yeah. because that's not easy.
0: Yeah, you posted something around the time that he was. Um, Killed, and yeah. you know, yeah. but and in the what you, part of what you said resonated so much with me which was mm. just like I, I can't believe it. It's like the news is reporting something that yeah. didn't actually happen. It just is, yeah. even now, so shocking to it think still doesn't that feel that real. life got cut yeah. short like yeah. that when he was doing so much and he was just at the precipice of.
1: And and what what, what always makes me, what made me so happy, in that moment. Um, as he looks down on us and he knows and he gets to see it, the hard work that he put in. And it's so rare because we all work in this industry. We yeah. all work in the entertainment industry. Um, and we know the internal communication and, and you know, the gossip or whatever. Nobody had anything yeah. bad to say about him. Yeah. To have one person, the legacy that was being built, everything that was happening, but to not have one person be able to say something bad about you tells you that you are walking a whole different path. Because I can't even say that there's people that won't, wouldn't even have something bad to say about me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, he was nothing. Yeah, definitely can't say that about nothing. Himself. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was like, man, when I had an opportunity to, to kick it with this dude, this is what he dropped on me. Yeah. Male and female. So I think, man,
0: that's a lesson to take away. I think, right? In terms yeah. of just how to live your life, live it always like you're creating that legacy. Yes. You know. Yes. I mean, you're you're gonna get shade one way or the other. It's yes. probably a rarity in that case, but really try to wrap things up with people and try to make it okay. So you're just kind of living the cleanest life you can.
1: As much as you can. Yeah. I mean, you know, life has its challenges and you're gonna have good days and bad days, but be authentic and know that, I feel like if you have a heart for humans, you'll be all right.
0: I can't wait to see the kind of art and life and love that his kids are going to bring into this I know, world. I know. I You know. I mean, I, I think that's going to be. It's going to be crazy. Beautiful. It's going to be crazy. You know, hopefully, they're kind of being raised in the I'm assuming they are, because it's all the same thing. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, you know, that'll be really nice to see as things move forward. I love seeing how the kids are coming up from all of the people that we're worshiping as icons right now. Yeah. It's really cool to see. You know how they're creating their own lives. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so back to you. So kind of back to your. So you're coming up in that community where yes. you're coming up with all of these people. Yes. And but there's a lot of pressure to succeed because you know people want to see you make it up and out so because i get the sense about you that you we were talking about this a little bit off camera you love your craft Mm -hmm. you love this art you're not just doing this because you wanted to be on a red carpet or Mm -hmm. you know be in the movies i mean you're doing this because you love the craft of acting yes so how do you work on that still do you take acting lessons or how are you i do continuing to,
1: to to sharpen the tool yeah um by number one being humble enough to know that you don't know everything you'll never know everything so yeah. I always just make that piece of knowing like I'll I'll never be I can only get better I'll never be at my best
2: yeah
1: um, I have an acting coach now so I don't really take classes as much right um, <clears throat> but now I have an acting coach and we, we get together once a week and we only tap into my weaknesses you know like I'm always going like where am I weak where am I weak where am I weak where can I get better Where yeah. can
0: you like, an example of a
1: weakness um an example of a weakness
0: I mean, if you don't want to say, that's okay. Oh, no, I have no weaknesses. <laughs> I've
1: worked on all of them now. No, no, no. Um,
0: <clears throat> What's something you guys? No, have you know what? I on? know. Like
1: when I'm very introspective in a scene, um, I have a tendency to go lower in register, where it almost sounds like I'm mumbling. And uh, I noticed it obviously with Don Cornelius because he's someone who's always very in a much deeper register and always speaks yeah. like this. And he's very attentive when he's in specific. So sometimes like words bleed together. So. An exercise that we do, my coach and I, would be to always make sure that I'm expanding the vocal range. So even in the lower register, I'm speaking with clarity. Mm. That's a weakness. Yeah. Um, so I take vocal lessons now. Okay. Um, so I can make my voice more rich um, and potent because I think you should be able to speak, you know, sit right here and speak to the back of the room or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So that's an example. I'm always sharpening that too. I want my voice to be as powerful as possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so kind of along those lines, so you you really have had the privilege of working with a bunch of greats, right? Yes. Kenny Swid, Angela Bassett, 50 Cent. Yes. Um, kind of talk to me about what you've, what are their different styles on set?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, because I get the feeling that even though Angela Bassett, I don't think she had any part in directing or whatever that movie, but mm-hmm. she's still, I'm sure she still sort of directs things in her own scene. Sure. What are their different styles? What did you get from them? You know, what were your takeaways? Ooh. You know, like, because I'm sure 50 Cent is the same way, even though he's not necessarily directing something. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's in control of yeah. the scenes that Yeah. he's yeah. there for, you know?
1: I think that um, I have to break those up independently. I'll use 50 as an example. What I love about 50 is that 50 is wise enough that if you wise enough to know that if you hire talented people and put them in a position they're going to show their talent. So he's a ultimate to me ultimate leader ultimate businessman because he says okay as the head of any ship if I have a great gaffer we gotta find the best gaffer. Then I don't have to oversee them doing their job because they're talented at their job and they're gonna do it the best. All I have to do is go. Did you do your job? Okay. Um, so he's really good at stuff like that. He doesn't
0: micromanage.
1: He doesn't micromanage because he doesn't have okay. to because he won't yeah. hire you if, if he has you to. You suck.
2: Yeah. You know he's <laughs> yeah. gonna make
1: sure that he hires the best person for the <laughs> yeah. job and then that person is gonna be equally as passionate at what they do that they're gonna do it. I know that he ended up directing some episodes of Power after my after my demise. After he killed Post. you. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as a scene partner, I can always, honestly say he was always giving. We always worked together. Like we talk about father and son stuff, um, and he came to play. Like he came as a thespian, ready to play, and humble at the same time. If there was like questions about anything, like, I don't know this, whatever, whatever. We'd always break it down. Huh. Um, and I think you know because of the persona of who he is, and because of the energy he walks out with, sometimes people are like, Oh, 50's going to be, but Fifty is, is respectful of the craft he's respectful of yeah. the process and he's like this is the medium where we're going to all win together. He is 50 cent. Yeah. So he doesn't walk in, he doesn't need to give you 50 cent every day. Yeah. He's like I'm 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't have to say I'm 50 cent. I'm 50 cent. Yeah, yeah. You know it.
0: 10 miles away, you know that shit. So it's yeah. just
1: like, all right, so what are we talking about today? Yeah. And it allows you to just kind of ground things and work together and um, and uh, he's been a mentor to me in this business too.
2: Wow. You know, okay. he's
1: really looked out for me and really kind of always given me great moments of advice and supports my career too um i've been blessed to have a lot of champions i think that's like the biggest yeah. thing is i've had a lot of people who are like you got something special yeah. and you know if ever i can do anything to help you i will so i'm like cool
0: oh for sure yeah I, you him never him being say no, to help. no. and
1: i mean you never say no to help and you never overuse it either definitely you know because even like to the point of like i remember 50 was like you know the agency he was with at a time he was like you want to be rep by them I was like, nah, see, you know, I, I think um, you know, I want to make sure it's the right fit for me. He was like, man, it's me calling them. They're going to rep you. I was like, I know, but I don't want them to rep you, rep me just because of you. Right. I want them to rep me because they believe me. He was like, oh, all right, let me know when you want me to call them. <laughs> it's like
0: all right. But he had to have that answer, <laughs> Oh, he right?
1: loved it, but he's, uh, he was like, I respect it. But he was also like, let me know, you know, because because when he cares about you and he supports you, he wants to help you.
0: Yeah, your agent name. who shall not be named, probably shall really not appreciated be named. that
1: conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your anonymous agent. My anonymous
1: agent, who just, who's, who's always around, yet no the thing about my agent is that she's she's younger than people think, but older than they think as mm-hmm. well. So when they see her, they don't know that she's my agent. And she likes it that way. Like she that's was, cool. she came to set yeah. one time, and she was hanging out in uh, the trailer waiting for me to come into hair and makeup. She's just sitting there. And everyone's like, "Oh, hey!" And she's like, oh, "I'm are waiting for Cinquale." They're like, "Oh, okay, cool." They're
0: like, "Okay, that's his woman." And they
1: walk in, and, and I walk in. I'm like, "Hey!" And they're like, "Oh, they're like your friends over there." And I look. I was like, "Oh, my agent." And they're like, "What?" "What?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh," and she and then she introduced herself. She loves it.
2: Yeah. So she's
1: always she's always around and no one even realizes it.
0: I feel like that's the female plight, and well, we won't get off topic here, but that, that happens to a lot of women. It used to happen to me a lot, too, when mm-hmm. I was much younger in my career mm-hmm. as a lawyer, and I'd walk in, and they just, I mean, I didn't actually ever get asked to bring coffee to anybody, mm-hmm. but I know mm-hmm. that there were urges to do that mm-hmm. with me, because
1: people did not realize I was the partner on the deal. They didn't them. realize but it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You
0: know? so, but I kind of liked it, too, because then people underestimate you, and it's a smart position you bring idea. it, and they're sort of like, they're like whoa, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's so that's what 50 brought to the table mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. you and continues to. So what about Clint?
1: Oh Clint man,
0: because he, he I mean that's
1: Clint is a, is is Clint is the same way and I say this because in the scene that we had on the day that we did it and um, One of the AD's said to Clint. he was like uh, man like to about me. He was like yeah. man He's really good. Talking about Cinquaro, me. I don't mean to say my name in third person, but he was talking about me. Yeah. He goes, "Man, he's really good." And Clint was sitting by, behind the monitor. I was sitting next to him. He goes, "I know. That's why I hired him." Mm. He That's goes back to the monitor. Mm.
0: That's all you need to hear
1: from. I was him. like, "All right," but but the thing is, I read for another movie of his. Again, like I always tell, I want to always tell any artist, but also actors. Sometimes it's the role you don't get that'll lead to the role you do get. Yeah, I read for a movie for him a couple years ago, and he really liked me, but he ended up going with someone else. Um, so at this with fifteen seventeen, I never actually read for Clint again. I went in, I had one read with the casting directors, and then I got a call saying I got the role, and I was like, I'm "Sure on it? You doing anything else?" <laughs> like, are you like, calling like, the right person? I, no, yeah. Clint. No, Clint loves you. You're in. I was like, okay. That's wild. So then I get there, we're going through rehearsals, and. I was like, hey, I was like, you know, gonna go over, introduce myself. I was like, There's no way he really remembers me. I was like, hey, it's an Wow. I was
0: like.
1: And then after we get done soon, he's like, where are we going to eat after this? And I was like, <laughs> 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 wherever you want to go, legend, I'm good. <laughs> Hello, right? <laughs> like, wherever you want to go.
0: He's been around forever. Yeah. He's been in everything. He's done every kind of role. Yeah, you know? but I think
1: the thing about being, and I'm, I'm sure for you as well, is like being decisive in the talent that you hire. And that's the one thing I can say that I learned from him and I learned from 50. You have to be very specific and, not, and, and be courteous in the talent that you hire. They hire the best people to do their job, and they say, you are here because you're doing, you are good at what you do. Yeah. I'm going to empower you to do it, and I'm going to trust you to do it. So you never hear those guys. I have never heard 50 get angry at anybody. I know it's happened. I haven't seen it, because I've never seen the people that he's been in the space of power with, with me, need to. Yeah. I never saw Clint raise his voice because he had been with his DP for years, with his gaffers for years, with electrical for years, That's with lighting career. for years. Yeah. This is his crew, this is his team, but they all got there because they knew how to function. So now yeah. they're just moving around each other. He doesn't even have to raise mm. his voice. That's you know?
0: true pro-life.
1: That's where you want to be. It's like, it makes life easier. It makes yeah. life more fun. He, uh, and, but you know again, like 50 and like Clint, you know when they walk in with that history of being them, there's no question that this is Clint Eastwood. Right. He's I, walking in. I, was, I literally said, I'm, I think I'm, I don't even think he would remember this. He had on like some Sketchers, and um, I was like, man, you just real swagged down with those Sketchers today, man. He's like, ah, uh, they're comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like. That they are. <laughs> that they are, sir. He wasn't even doing it to be a yeah, sneaker. Like, he was like, they
0: were comfortable, I'm good. Comfortable. I don't really care what they look like. Not at all. As long as they fit. Uh, it's just yeah. like...
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, similarly, you walk on set. There's Angela Bassett. Right. You get intimidated. I mean, what does she bring to the table for you? How is that to act opposite a scene from right. Angela right. Bassett? This right. This is Stella. This is Tina Turner. This
1: is just legend and legacy, like all the names we just mentioned. And, 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 and it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I don't know, man. I'd, I'd walk in and be like, I can't remember.
1: You episode. bring a lot of deodorant that's antiperspirant, <laughs> <laughs> so you're spraying it on. It doesn't look like you're sweating, but at the same time you are. You, well, you know? didn't have a
0: shirt on for most of that
2: movie. Yeah, so In the say?
1: scenes <laughs> that she wasn't in. And remember when she came in, I put my shirt on.
2: Okay. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. That was on that.
1: purpose <laughs> because I knew I was going to sweat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> That's an Angela. That was like, ah, there's yeah. an Angela's coming. You know, I think in this scene I got to put my shirt on because this is, it doesn't make sense. Out
0: of <laughs> <sense. laughs> Yeah, My character would it totally My character
1: a would right. totally put his shirt on when his mom comes in. Um, She has this ability to bring people in to make you comfortable. I think she's very aware of how she's perceived when she walks in a room. And she carries herself with a lot of presence and pride, mm. um, which she deserves, not only just for the acting that she's done, but the woman that she is internally, yeah. externally. She's a great woman. And knowing that sometimes you can feel, she's very in tune with energy. She, you can feel when people are nervous around you. You can feel when people are like, you know, jittery, because they're, they're meeting Angela Bassett. Yeah. And she has this ability to just bring you in and settle you mm. and just make you feel comfortable. You walk away going, like, and I've seen her do it with so many different people that I'm like, that is a gift. Like people yeah. have literally looked at me like, oh my God, you know, even fans when we're walking up from the van or whatever. Oh my gosh, Angela, and she's like, hey, how are you? Aww. And they're literally just like, I'm, I'm so good.
2: <laughs> it's so nice I'm so good. of her to do.
1: She's so gracious with that. Yeah. Um, and then that was the call that my agent gave me and said, your first scene is with Angela. You better not be. Are you prepared? Don't you better come to play. <laughs> and I did. And I think I won her over with that. Okay. I think Andrew was like, all right, he's not coming. He's not coming over here, not on his lines. Yeah. I knew all my lines. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I knew
1: my lines in the whole movie before I got there, because I was like, this is your one shot. You know, Eminem when he says like, if you got one this shot. One shot. I'm yeah. Like, this is it, kid. It's either here or there are the crack house. Which one is it gonna be?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you better know all these lines. <laughs> that's dramatic. Like, but
1: that's attacking
0: us. Yeah. I was, like, actor, is, you're
1: so yeah dramatic, I was like, this so is it. If you don't make okay. this work, you know what I mean? You never work again. So it's like. <laughs> Yes. They're like, we're ready for you. Absolutely. Like, Angela's 20 minutes away. That's fine. I'll wait right here. It's okay.
0: Yeah, like, there's the consummate professional. Always. Like, we need you. Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. Where oh, no.
1: No, don't need me. All right. I'll be over here next to Crafty.
0: And But it's nerve-wracking because it wasn't just, it wasn't, I mean, that's the hard part about that movie. It was, Those were comedic scenes.
1: Very comedic Ish. scenes. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah.
0: they, it was like a cross between a drama. A
1: drama, yeah, a dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. A
0: dramedy. And so that's even fun Harder, yeah, yeah. To get there and be funny with her and to have that timing and yes, that chemistry. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I mean
0: <laughs>
1: Like what like you yeah, like Did where she did,
0: impart words of wisdom to you or she just kind of got into it?
1: Um she just got into you know what I what I'll say is what we were able to come peaceful, like I said, her ability to settle people. We're at Netflix, she and I had never met.
2: Yeah.
1: Um we're walking in for our table read. Um, Angela walks up. Cindy, our director, says, "I want you to meet Angela, like I want you," and I just said, "Mom," and she goes, "Son," gives me a hug, oh my and at that point, I was like, "Love, love, yeah," you know. And then we connected off of that, and then it was just play. I know that being truthful and knowing what the scene's called for. So in the moments when you see Matt Walker with Angela's character, Carol. His job is to be led, mm-hmm. and she drives the ship. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just being present enough to know that I'm following her. So again, when she gets up to go wash the dishes, I'm like, I gotta make sure she doesn't want whatever a son would do in that moment. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm the truest part of that moment while not overstepping the fact that she's leading the scene. Right. So as she leads, I follow. If she sits down, I gotta sit down. Yeah. If she gets mad, I gotta go. You know, and that adds to the funny because it's like your mom's looking at you with this 17 year old girl. What are you gonna <laughs> do? And then she's staring that. daggers at you. You're like, come on. It's not what you know, just letting letting her drive the ship and then you just follow.
0: That was a wild scene. I can't even believe Hollywood let that scene go in there like that. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Cause you guys were actually like kissing when you guys know, walked in and everything. Well
1: thankfully <laughs> the the actress that plays the seventeen year old is not seventeen. Uh,
0: uh, for the record.
1: Thankfully. <laughs> still very young, because I would never give her age away. Um, um Elizabeth Cappuccino, shout out to her. She's a great, phenomenal, a trained actress, isn't it? Yeah. And just came to play, and I was so thankful for her because any woman that has ever worked with me on set knows that, like, as much as people walk in, like, oh, you're going to be this guy who's like, going to be super like suave and all these yeah, things, yeah. I'm so sensitive to women on set because I want them to feel safe Aww. and comfortable. Um, so that I'll be like, hey, how are you, Simcoe? Are you good? Do you need anything? I'll be over here. And if you ever need to change, I'll be over here. I don't want to even look. You guys, well, OK, close set, I'm out. So I'm always like that, um, and the first thing she said to me, she goes, I just want you to know, in the scene, I'm comfortable with everything. And I go, okay. Uh, what does that mean, actually? And she goes, everything, I'm comfortable with it. If there's something I'm not comfortable with, I'll tell you. And I was like, I don't God. know what to do with that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know
1: what to, but, but essentially, don't feel afraid to let this moment be true. Right. She gave me the space to do it. I'm so grateful for it because we were able to play and have a have a have a good relationship in that funny of what yeah, it was. That
0: it was great. Yeah. It's like the best scene in the movie. That was all was on hilarious. her.
1: You know, I, I people have received it well, but honestly, it's because that actress allowed me to have the space to play. Yeah. So I'm really more so thankful for her for giving me the space to shine in that moment. Yeah. It was really because of her. Truthfully.
0: And and Netflix, too. I mean, it was just, it was really like, I think, I don't think people realize how provocative that scene was when you really break it down. Yeah. Yeah. But but also cool, because every dynamic was in there, right? Like when when Angela, when Carol says, well, is this your girlfriend? And you're like, yeah. And then you can see the girls, Elizabeth Cabuchino. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth you see her Face kind of light up because she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm the girlfriend. I'm friend, the girlfriend. Right? And she yeah. To come and talk to oh, she's so
1: and yeah. She's yeah. gonna have a you know, lunch with the
0: dinner yeah. with her mother now. And
1: she's <laughs> like, I made it in. What like, I loved, every dynamic
0: was in that scene. Every di- <laughs> And what
1: I love, was, was such a subtle choice that she did, um, and and she's a very talented actress and is gonna go very very far. She walked in the loft and looked around and was like, yeah. "Oh, like you know yeah, what I mean? Like that guy. Exactly. Yeah. It was like oh."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's such a subtle choice that you don't pick up on. Yeah. That that at the end of the day, has happened to me before. Someone's walked in and gone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that whole. I'm gonna go back and watch that. Soon yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Um. Ish. You pronounce your name Sinqua. I always say Cinqua,
1: so I'm sure I pronounce it. right. Cinquas, c'in-qua c'in-qua. interchangeable.
0: Where's that name from?
1: Right. is the French pronunciation of Sin and Singebi was the king that led the slaves to the Supreme Court to fight for freedom. You <laughs> know, the Amistad? Wow, yeah. That's my name.
0: Oh, God. OK. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, that's nowhere. <laughs> I haven't read that anywhere. Yeah. How, so how did your parents find the connection to that name?
1: Why did uh, you so know? my dad wanted to name me Sin Gebi,
0: yeah.
1: Um, because he's, you know, he was like, we got to stay true to the tribe. And then my mom, being Creole from Louisiana, said, nope, we're going to go with the French pronunciation. <laughs> And that's what it what happened. It's
2: good. It's
1: like a
0: little <laughs> compromise between the, the rents.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. They, that was actually a good compromise on their part.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a great name. I'm
1: proud yeah. of them for that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then um, my other kind of side question is, um, you don't look anything like Don Cornelius. Right. What is your makeup like on
2: that (laughs) show? Because I've
0: had other people say to me, like, oh, you're interviewing Sinh Yeah. And, you know, but they were just like, wow, I didn't realize that was the same guy that was in this, that was in that. Right, right, right. Like, I think, like, people don't realize it's the same person.
1: Which is, to me, as an actor, (laughs) is a good thing. Because, like you kind of said, like, I love the work, I love the craft, I want things to continue to build as they do. But I think what, what actors sometimes worry about is getting trapped in a role so much that they can never be seen as anything else. So because I literally was able to do the character of Matt Walker while simultaneously doing Don Cornelius, instantly people can say, oh, it's two different people. Yeah. He has range.
2: Right, that's you know, cool. He's yeah. range.
1: So it made it fun to not get trapped. So I can literally do Don for months yeah. and almost put on this, this suit of armor. And then when it's time to d- be done, I can hang it back up and go, now nah, I'm gonna go back to living and mm-hmm. Paul's life again, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Um, our hair and makeup department are amazing. Hair, makeup, Wardrobe, they made Don Cornelius.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, all I had to do was say the lines at that point.
0: Uh, you have the right brooding, kind of like you said, low-talking, yeah. sort of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you've got all yeah, there you go. Love
1: peace and soul. What's that? There,
0: <laughs> there it is. That's what it, I That's just said right what
1: there. I was like, uh <laughs> let's let me go back and watch like old tapes of Denzel. What did Denzel do? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> I was like, he pointed with his what is He pointed with his right hand. I'm gonna point with my left mm-hmm.
2: one. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I switch it up and do it.
0: And it's all sort of fun and games now, but we all know it's heading to a really dark place. At exactly.
1: The end. Exactly. Um,
0: but uh, so, but you have a prosthetic nose. Yes. You've got like all the crazy. Not things. a nose,
1: but but um, they do put more stuff under. Oh, my to make eyes. it like yeah yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah,
2: pop out.
1: We we played with the idea of a prosthetic nose, and then we went away from
2: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay. because it was because it was too big or with the glasses. So that was actually more of a technical thing.
0: Oh so they're glasses. actually really amazing because yeah. your face is totally transformed. Yeah. So the cool thing is, congrats because you guys got picked up. You're in C- you, season two is season airing two? right now. Yes,
1: yeah, season one. well season one is airing and season two will start airing next year. Start 20, airing twenty twenty, yeah. yeah. So you
0: guys are you guys still shooting it right now? Or? We'll start
1: season two okay. pretty soon.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be totally different from season one. You and I have kind of talked about mm-hmm, some of the pivots. Mm-hmm, or whatever. So I really mm-hmm, can't wait to mm-hmm. see how some of the characters either developed or just aren't in there anymore. Because I'm sure they're going to tweak a couple of things. People
1: die. Yeah. You know, and um, it intensifies. Um, you know, if you if you a lot of the cliffhangers, what I'll say is a lot of the cliffhangers from the end of so many season one yeah. get answered, okay. for good or bad.
0: Okay, I can't wait for that. Because <laughs> I, I like to wait for things. That's yeah. why I wasn't sure if it was airing yet or not, because I really yeah, yeah, like yeah. to watch it all in yeah, just yeah, one yeah, weekend yeah. and yeah. just sit and just drink wine and just and like, hang it, it out. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, okay, good. Based I on what wait.
1: I think, based on what I've been told the producers have cooking, I think the audience will really love season two. Um, it, it definitely builds off of what we've already been doing. Yeah. And and adds to and amplifies what we haven't been doing. So I think the audience will come away happy with season two. From what I know. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, like they still tell me things last minute too. You,
0: know? <laughs> you probably find out a lot of last last minute things. That, like, got, did you know Sean was gonna get killed before he showed up that
2: day? Or? I had an well
1: on power. <laughs> that day, no. Um no <laughs> um, Sean was one of those characters. So so what I love about Courtney is that um Everybody in the series that was implemented to the to the growth of power knows their demise they know that it's coming Okay, you don't know when pretty
0: much everybody dies, on that but
1: yeah, show. but you just don't know when so whatever okay. your totality of your arc is Yes, you know that eventually you will have a conclusion. You just don't know when so at the time when Sean was it was, was time for him to go my biggest argument was like it should be a cliffhanger you know they're like but well, no it yeah. sets up i was like no it should happen when the audience <laughs> is not in the middle of season three it should happen you know according like, you're arguing the fact that like you still want him to die you just i was like no he should die but it should be here you <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to milk
0: it for
1: a few more yeah i wanted to milk yeah. it for a few more episodes and also i just like you know i'm, I'm a fan of good content good tv yeah. we talked about breaking bad yeah i don't ever want to see anything coming you know exactly. obviously like i know the suspense that everyone's like Game of Thrones—you don't know who's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, but it's like at a point you do—it becomes predictable. Sorry, Game of Thrones fans. Oh, say this.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have the everybody against you. It now. becomes like predictable that someone's
1: out. gonna. I almost feel like if you're too much in one episode, you're dying in the next one. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Breaking Bad—you didn't know.
0: Oh no. I mean, down to even little details like the lily of the valley poisoning the yes. boy instead of the ricin. Just
1: yes. Like the whole
0: Thing where you're just like, oh my god! At the I end. I mean, of that and
1: episode. super villain Gus Fring walking out with half his face.
0: half <laughs> face off. And he's and still the, like. But they told you the name of the episode was Face Off. If you would, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they give I you the little uh, Easter eggs.
1: I didn't even think about that. I just thought he was a mastermind. The fact that he was a straight-up businessman right. with such a great, you know, persona. Yeah. But was a ruthless cat.
0: He hid in plain sight.
1: Hid in plain sight. I like to hide in plain sight. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so okay. So the other thing, back to kind of back to you, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. away from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Although I hear they're doing a Breaking Bad movie, so. Let me know. Honestly, if you get in on that, please invite me to set one day.
1: Let me call my agent. And you play, yeah, the
0: agent, agent. The unnamed agent. And
1: um, I'll tell her.
0: <laughs> but you're you generally you have played a lot of supporting roles. But Don yes. Cornelius, I think, is like your first true Absolutely. hardcore leading role. Congratulations it is. It is. on Thank that. You. Thank you. I assume there's a lot more to come after that. Do you eventually see yourself though, you know, also kind of getting behind the camera? I mean, what's, what's coming up for you next um, artistically?
1: I think. I mean, I, I like you kind of mentioned Clint Eastwood. I, I think for me, the I look at the artists that that inspire me, and um, the actors that inspire me, and. Clint Eastwood being one of them. um, Bradley Cooper being another. Mm -hmm. Um, Denzel even directs and produces. Sandra Bullock also directs and produces.
2: Amazing. Um,
1: So that's the pedigree that I like, George Clooney as well, that I would want to follow is that having the opportunity to do films working with a collection of artists who are directing their own films like Scorsese, like Tarantino, but then also being able to develop my own and go in that direction as well and have yeah. my own projects that I'm seeing come to fruition. Yeah, um, having diversity and balance, um, I think it's the the best way to have a career, and to still be able to commune with other artists mm-hmm. is you know, when you're really in it and you're having fun, it's that thing of like money aside, everyone just enjoys working with each other. Yeah. So I want to be able to like you know have those moments to play, but then have those moments to create as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and stay in this industry that you love because this is clearly a passion for you. You've Monetized your passion. It is,
1: and I, and I feel so blessed to say it that I have been able to do that because my goal is to be to make it a career,
2: yeah.
1: Um, and to be a staple, and not a moment, and not a fad. So that's my goal.
0: So anything you want to tell people you're working on right now? Anything you want to?
1: Um, what should we be watching? What should you be watching? Otherhood on Netflix right now, starring so me, Sinqua Walls as Matt Walker, opposite Angela Bassett as Carol Walker, Patricia Arquette, Felicity Huffman, Jake Hoffman, Jake Lacey, um, directed by Cindy Chupak, produced by Kathy Showman, Jason Berman, and Mandalay Pictures and distributed on Netflix and in theaters. I'm just being, just a straight plug of, all, oh, that was of all the talking points that I've read for the yeah. last three months.
0: That was crazy. Um,
1: Otherhood is out now. Please check that out. Please watch it. Show us some love. Show us some support. And then season two of American Soul will start airing in 2020, top of the year. Don Cornelius comes back, and he's more ruthless than he was before.
0: Oh, good. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, he's a savage.
0: I can't wait. I'm savage. so happy for you and all yeah. of your success. You. I really, Thank I mean, you. it sounds weird to say I'm proud of you, but no. I'm older than you, so What? I'm no, no. yes. Just watching it from the outside in, it's so great. You make the best choices. Thank your you. agent, blah, 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 agent really social. helps you out and helps you yeah. make the best choices, yeah. too, when whoever this manager is, you're going to get, you know, hopefully is going to be a good part of the gonna team. Going to be a member of you. the team. Yeah, because you've really got something special going, going you. for yourself. Thank you. You know, you've really created a... I want to, to tell my, my your
1: agent, you. you're welcome.
0: Yeah, she's
1: welcome for seeing exactly. me.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: she's gonna call me and be like, I cannot believe you said that right now.
0: The whole time,
2: too. You
1: know, she always says she goes like, "You're the." She goes, "You're the client that I call," and like she'll always be like, "It was good, it was cool." So like, I can't. She's like, "I can't puff your head up, then I'll never be able to call you and tell you to do anything." She's like, "It's cool, it's okay." Yeah. Good job. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, you're beyond that. I yeah. think you kind of you've been in this industry for a really long time.
1: I've been in long enough, so you know. Like to... you, that's why I always tell people it's the job sometimes you don't get yeah. that leads to the job that you do want.
0: Yeah. But isn't it good to be at this point in your career where yeah. you're seasoned enough not to get um, dazzled or? Yeah. Sizzled by that kind of stuff, yeah. where you're just sort of even keel. You're now working regularly,
1: yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. so you're
0: not gonna, you know, sort of get sidetracked by, you know, what people might be saying. It's
1: a blessing. It's cool that it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I think. I think. Um, you know, I had a moment where I was driving, and I even was talking to my agent. I said, "How did we get here?" I was like, "What did we do to get here?"
0: Hard work and many years of audition.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, you know, tell me all the time. I, I, like I said, I'll forget what's on my resume yeah but i'll forget certain things when someone says like yeah like they said pair of kings i'm like oh wow Or oh, something that a lot of people love i'll be in the airport and like, hey man aren't you that guy and i think it's the most recent thing i always think it's the most recent thing
0: yeah um and they're like no it was shark week and they go
1: shark night 3d and they shark, go, yeah. blue mountain state and i go what damn yeah wow yes blue mountain state <laughs> we like, didn't
0: even get to that that shark movie by the way. that's like a whole other <laughs> hey, conversation that was my first
1: studio film uh, I made so. The thing about it is, I made some really great friends on that project. I'm uh, sure, it seems like it was
2: fun. It was like, a lot
1: of fun, friends that I still have to this day. And I, if you want to talk about focus and dedication, and like again, I said not having balance, that whole movie, I ate healthy the whole time, worked out every day, twice a day. I would get yeah. up in the morning, work out, we'd shoot all day. I'd go home, I'd work out again, i eat healthy all day. I'm ripped out of my mind. I had one shirtless scene the whole movie.
2: Damn,
0: they cut everything else out?
1: I only had one. Oh. They didn't cut it I was going
0: to say, they didn't like your shirtless But literally, it was
1: like, it was a scene when we first get to the house, and I'm bringing out a cooler with my friends,
2: Yeah.
1: the only shirtless scene of the whole movie. Mind you, I'm over here every morning (laughs) working, got (laughs) to hit
0: Well, hopefully other people in your life benefited from that. Yeah. We won't get into that. But hopefully that's all good. That is true. (laughs) That's not the show. That's not the purpose of the show. Thank you again Thank so you for much me. for coming. Thank you. I really, like, you are a really, really fun guest. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. it's yeah. not always like this. It's really cool. I'm happy to be
1: here. here.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I've, I've liked you like from the moment that we met, so I really can't wait to see everything else you're going to do in life. And um, hey, guys, and make sure and tune in for the next episode of What's Your Water? Can I redo the um, intro scene really quickly? Sure. I just want to redo that because, um, yeah. well, it's fifteen seventeen, right?
1: Fifteen
0: seventeen. Why do I always do fifteen twenty seven? That must be a measurement that I want or something. It's like the Benita Applebaum of movie titles or something. Fifteen twenty seven. <laughs> fifteen. Fifteen thirty seven. Fifteen thirty seven. or whatever they say in Chicago. Thirty six twenty four thirty. Thirty six twenty 36. four
1: thirty six. Thirty
0: six. We did that on our first day. We were 30, trying to
1: Thirty six twenty four thirty eight. Yeah. Oh.
0: 38. 38's much better. I mm. I like goals, 38. I'm probably like 20.
2: Twenty. He said 1 to 38 goals. goals. <laughs>
0: it's like some fashion bullshit yeah. right there.
2: Fashion.
0: <laughs> um, all right.